0: Hey there, we're Chris and Melissa Smith of FamilyBrand.com, husband and wife, parents of five, and we want to help you unleash the power of your family.
1: And we know it can be so challenging raising a family where the return on investment is unmeasured and sometimes it feels like your efforts are completely unnoticed. It takes real courage and commitment and a long-term vision for what you are building. You're building a family.
0: And as entrepreneurs, we always think it's so interesting how your brand at home is the one that you think about the least, but at the end of your life, it will be the brand that matters the most. And look, none of us want to wake up one day feeling like, man, we missed it. Like we missed this opportunity to create something really amazing as a family.
1: So what you can expect from us are actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life to become a better parent, a better spouse, and to build a stronger family. The world needs strong families now more than ever. And it starts right here with your family.
0: So if you remember the movie, Alice in Wonderland, there's a scene where Alice comes to the Cheshire Cat and there's a fork in the road. And uh, Alice says, well, what road do I take? And the cat asks, well, where do you want to go? And uh, Alice says, I don't know. And so the cat says, then it doesn't really matter, does it? And I think that we're going to link to a recording uh, by Jordan Peterson in the show notes where he talks about stop wasting your time. And it's really powerful. And he he says something similar in this recording. Most people don't get what they want in life because they never decide what it is they do want. And I think about that idea of when you don't know what you want, or you don't know where you want to go, then however you spend your time is fine. <laughs> Whatever you choose to do is fine. Even if you might be thinking, no, it's not fine. Like I don't, I don't like how I'm spending my time. I don't like the things that I choose to do, but really it is okay because, and and so I asked a group of this uh, clients recently that I consult I had them do an exercise where they, I said, I want you to create a vision for your life that works. And I didn't give them a whole lot of details beyond that. And then I also had them watch, listen to that recording about wasting your time. And I said, is there any, any reasons why you think I had you do both those exercises at the same time? And the first person answered said, well, because we want to make sure that the way we're spending our time is helping us get closer to our vision. And I said, well, I think that's the second thing for me. I said even bigger than that is a powerful enough vision will actually dictate how you use your time. Like if, if you have a really clear vision of what you want in your life and you've designed a life that works and that could encompass everything. A life that works could be, I'm going to, I'm going to design a life that works in my health. I'm going to design a life that works in my career, my business. I'm going to design a life that works in my friendships. I'm going to design a life that works in my family. I'm going to design a life that works in my marriage. In, in my finances, right? All these areas. If you're clear about that, then it will be harder to use your time in ways that is wasteful or out of alignment with that.
1: It reminds me of a podcast I listened to recently. I've been the last, I don't know, six weeks or so, I've been trying to be um, more intentional about <clears throat> my health. So I signed up for this program. It's, by, it's called Body by Bree Fitness, but I've really been loving it. And every one thing that I love about it is every week she has it's not just like workouts and nutrition every week. She also has like mindset tips and, and education, which I really have. But last week it reminds me of a podcast that she linked to uh, by Brooke Castillo. And it was the main topic was about setting goals, I guess. But I really loved one thing that she pointed out that this reminds me of is, you know, when you're designing the life that you want, a lot of times I think we overlook that we maybe have a lot of the things that we, want already. Like it's this delicate balance of, I think between being grateful and being hungry also. But I, I really liked what she said that like for me, for example, I would like what I, the life that I would have designed for myself, it would be like a life. I want to be married, for example, and I am married and I'm married to Chris and I love being married to Chris. And I would want to have five kids I mean, not necessarily five kids, but I want to have children and I, and I do have children. So I think I, I am on the path of where I want to go, but sometimes it's easy to just keep looking forward too, and not realizing that a lot of what you have is could be right in front of you or what you
0: want. Yeah. It's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. So are you saying that if you get clear on a life that really works for you in these different areas, it might have you be more intentional with how you spend your time. But it also might have you realize that your life is pretty dang awesome. And it might have you be grateful for what you already have.
1: Yeah, I think so. And I think that that's maybe the best place to come from, to like this place of gratitude. And I don't know, maybe abundance now, but still looking to create even more.
0: Yeah, and I think that it's so easy, though, to not ever think about that. To have life kind of happen by default instead of by design. And that's what, we're talk- that's what we're talking about, like creating a life that works or designing a life that works is like having a vision for what do I want in my life? Because you're right, Melissa, I think it would have you be more intentional about how you spend your time. Like is way I'm spending my time getting me closer to that vision and by having a vision for a life that works, I might realize that there's areas of my life that work better than I thought they did. And a lot of times when when this is taught, there's seven F's. Not saying you have to do this, but I think it's kind of useful. And the seven F's are... Faith, family, finances, fitness, friends, fun, and future. the other one I've heard replace sometimes with future is firm, like your firm, the firm you work for or the firm you own, like your business and but I think it's getting clear of like yeah what is what does a life that works for me look like around my faith or my spirituality? What does a life that really works for me look like around my family, finances, fitness, friends, fun. And an interesting exercise that I had that I watched someone do recently is they said, You can get really clear in your mind on having a life that works, but until it gets down on paper, it doesn't exist. And in two ways, until it's written out, right? Like, and maybe literally it says, A life that works for me around my faith is, right? Fill in the blanks. A life that works for me around my family is. So that's part one of getting it on paper. Part two is it has to get in your calendar. So, So for example, if you say a life that works for me around faith is I meditate every morning. I read uh, scriptures or I read something that's like fulfills me spiritually or whatever it is. But unless that's blocked in your calendar, it's just a wish like it, you won't actually create the life. Or if you say a life that works for me around um, my fitness is, you know, write it out, but then it has to get plugged into your calendar. I thought that was really useful, like really actually helpful, like really tactic. Mm-hmm. And you and I've talked about that so many times with just our lives of family. Like, if it doesn't, if it's not in your calendar, it doesn't exist. What do you think we're talking about, Melissa? When we, because you and I say this all the time, maybe we should be more clear. What do you, what do you think we what are we saying when we say a life that works?
1: I would define that as a life that just feels like, I guess I have another analogy <laughs> that feels like um, Chris had a mentor that described, That said life can feel like open field running or, or we can, or you can create a life that feels like you have a parachute on and you're running like so hard and making, not making a lot of progress
0: or you just have it. You're making progress, but it feels like tons of resistance. It feels like a ton of work.
1: Yeah. So I guess I would just define a life that works as like open, open field running where you're not facing a lot of resistance or a lot of, I think, I think a lot of times it could be like judgment from yourself too, that that could create resistance in your life. So I guess you're operating your life in a way that you feel like really good about. So there's no judgment from yourself and there's just like open field running.
0: And it goes without saying there will be periods or times where you face resistance and face challenges. But for the most Uh part, it really does kind of feel like open field running. Another way I would say it is a life that works. You feel like you feel like you're winning. And I, I wonder Melissa and I talk about this a lot. I wonder how many families would say like, yeah, we feel like we're winning. And yeah, we have some losses here and there, but we feel like we're winning more than we're losing. Cause I know for us for the longest time, I would not describe our experiences. Like we felt like we were winning. We outright felt like we were losing or felt like we were just barely keeping our heads above water, just surviving. So to me, a life that works is what would our life look like in these areas of faith, family, finances, fitness, friends, fun, and our future? Like what would our life look like in those areas that if that that would have us feel like, yeah, I feel like we're winning. Like our life, our life works. And what's so interesting to me is for the longest time, I think part of the reason our life didn't work individually or as a family kind of goes back to what Jordan Peterson said. It's because we just never decided what we wanted it to be. We never, most people don't get what they want because they just never decide it, never go after it.
1: It's scary and confronting. I think to, um, To really step back and look and ask yourself, yeah, what do I want? It's confronting because it's like, well, then you have to work for it. And then what if you don't achieve it like you think you do or you think you want to? It feels like easier just to not do it sometimes.
0: There's a little uh, survey, actually. And there's a really cool, we'll we'll link to this um, and a little wheel that you can fill out. And there's, there's a question for each of these, right? How satisfied are you with your spiritual life for faith? For family, how satisfied are you with your loved ones who share a common sense of home? Finances, how satisfied are you with how your money funds your priorities? Fitness, how satisfied are you with the health of your body? Friends, how satisfied are you with the people you share your joys and disappointments? Fun, how satisfied are you with the part of your life that is playful and joyful? Future, how satisfied are you with the hope you have for yourself and others? And then there's some little like on a scale of 1 to 10. But I think it's a really great place to start. Not that you even have to do the seven F's, but I think in order to get where we want to go, we have to confront where we are. And and anytime people hear the word confront, they always hear it like it's a bad thing. I think it's like so useful. And if confront, it can be confronting. That's the purpose of it. But it just gives you this power to be like, okay, this is where we're at. And it's hard to change what you're not willing to confront.
1: Yeah, it, makes, it reminds me of this book I've been listening to called Essentialism. I think we've talked about it before, but... I've been listening to it and I've really been liking it, but he gives it gives an example of what you're talking about confronting about a guy that he's, he's working a job and he's, and then later he moves on to a different career and he says, I I stayed in that first job like five years too long. And he just explains that he just got so busy, like in that career that he never like stopped to evaluate. Like, is this, is this job aligned with me? Is this where I want to, you know, take my career, is this is what I want to be doing because he was just so busy working in the job that he never stopped to ask himself or look
0: up from it. So he, yeah, he probably wouldn't have described the job as like, oh yeah, this is like, this works for my life.
1: Yeah. But if he would have, but he would
0: have probably actually said the opposite. Like I this job doesn't work, but he stayed five years in it.
1: Because it was just, yeah, he was just busy and he had like a to-do list and he kept him busy and he, you know, paid the bills or whatever. But if he would have taken, like a bigger like step back and taken maybe taking the quiz or you know whatever he was going to do, and really evaluated how my job like he might have realized oh this
0: this, doesn't, this work. doesn't work' yeah i'm not I don't feel like I'm winning here
1: mm-hmm.
0: I also think what's so powerful and, and Melissa and I's experience was we went from a place of again feeling like we're barely surviving or just feeling like we're losing to then we did we we started confronting why our life didn't work and had us realize that we do a lot of things that we do a lot of things that have our life not work (laughs) we are actively contributing to it, whether we know it or not. So let's change that. Like, and again, part of the change for us was, and I know we talked about this on the last episode, but I think it's so important when our life wasn't working, it was interesting that the majority of our conversations were spent on talking about how our life wasn't working. Like we, we were just creating more of the same all the time. We never were talking about what we actually wanted and what was important to us and what we were going to go after in our goals. So part of it was, again, confronting, okay, our life isn't working. We're contributing to it. And we have to change the narrative. So let's start talking about what we do want. Let's get clear on what winning would look like in these areas. And, and then the power of it was we started stacking small wins. So I think sometimes the danger in creating a life that works is... I don't want to say you think too big, but you think maybe too unrealistic to begin with. So it wasn't like Melissa and I were going to go from this place. that wasn't working to like, okay, winning for us financially is we're going to own an Island. It was like, okay, winning for us financially is we're going to be able to put away a little bit of money every single month towards savings and pay our bills. But that win gave us confidence, right? Like we got a win in that one area winning for us in our family And Melissa and I looks like we're going to go on a date night once a week. And then we started doing that. And it was like another little win. And I think the power of like winning is really important and stacking some small wins. Or winning, you know, it's kind of like you might not have the body you want or the health you want. And sometimes it might be really tempting to set like, you know, these, they call them big, hairy, audacious goals, which I think can be useful, but I also think sometimes they can set us up for failure, right? If you haven't walked into a gym in years and you're like winning for me and my health looks like I'm going to be shredded with a six pack. Yeah. Like might be useful. And maybe at first winning would look like I'm going to get to the gym three days a week for a month. And every week you do it like, man, I'm stacking some wins. Like my confidence is growing.
1: So if someone were to do this, would you advise them? Okay. Look three months ahead. Or would you say, look, like to create a life vision?
0: I would say like creating, create, creating a life that works might start by like 30 days at a time in the beginning, but 30 days consistently stacked on top of each other. Right. It doesn't take long before that's a quarter. Then that's half a year. Then it's a year. And it's like, wow, like I'm, and I feel like doing it that way, you're, you're going to be closer to the big life working than if you just right out the gate, design this massive vision for a life that works. But, so daunting that you never get started
1: yeah i could totally see that
0: and i think that that's really how we did it when we when we started turning this around we were not thinking and some people could you know what's the word i'm looking for when you uh try to (laughs) accuse us some people could accuse us of not thinking big enough but it was it was thinking like maybe as big as we could Mm-hmm. But it, those, I just remember those small wins, like starting to give me confidence, like oh, we can, we can do this. And then each little win gave us the confidence to think a little bit bigger for the next one.
1: This might sound off topic, but one of the five Fs is fun, right?
0: Totally, and I, it is important that you have fun because
1: I, we were especially talk, as families. Yes, we were talking about this the other day, Chris and I. Just particularly our relationship um, as husband and wife, there was a long time where I felt like we did not have any fun together. It was all just these hard conversations and it was either hard conversations or just conversations that were like an exchange of information. Like what time are you going to be home from work? What time are you leaving? Kind of things. I don't know. I think as we, as our journey has progressed, like that's one thing we were talking about the other day that we've gotten a lot better at is just having like more fun together. And not not only that is we didn't we didn't have like a lot of hobbies in common when we were first married. We didn't we didn't spend a lot of time together outside of like difficult <laughs> things. So I think that's really important too. Like finding something, you know, maybe it, it is like a 30-day vision. Like how can you have some fun together?
0: And maybe you're at a different place than we were. Maybe you're at a place where it's like, no, I'm, me and my spouse, my significant, significant other, we already have a lot of fun. So it's like, well, okay, we'll take that to another level. Challenge yourself a bit. Or it's, yeah, we don't have fun. Like we don't spend time together. We then start like, okay, we're going to go on a date night once a week. And they might. Something fun. Yeah. Well, and if I'm being really honest with you, ours weren't fun. When we, when we first committed to going on a date night once a week, they were brutal. Like we'd sit there for an hour and look at each other and be like, what are we going to talk about? But as we stuck with it, again, started stacking some wins. it, It started working. Like it did become more fun. But the whole point, like, you got to start somewhere and you got to get started. Like, that's... But every time, personally, professionally, as a family, in any of those areas, we've created a vision for a life that works and started going after it. It always works. And times in our lives where I feel like when Melissa and I can both sense, okay, something's just missing for us as a family. Something's missing in our lives. It's usually we've we've kind of lost sight of our vision for what we're wanting, what we're wanting to do individually and as a family, and what we're wanting to create.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you brought this to the podcast this week. I think this is something that um, you and I could revisit again with our with the our individually with each other and with our family. I think it could really benefit us.
0: Yeah. So to recap, if these seven Fs are useful, great. If if you want to think about your life in other categories. But but break it down by category of your life. First in your mind, think about okay, what is a life that really would work look like? Then write it out on paper. Then put it in your calendar. So for example, fun. If it's not scheduled in, I promise you that one will take a backseat to everything because you'll just justify, oh, I don't have time. To I don't have, have fun. time nothing. To- <laughs> yeah, I don't have time to do date nights. I don't have time to go do something fun for me or for my family. And then put it on your calendar.
1: Thank you so much for listening to the Family Brand Podcast. To say thank you, we have something really awesome we'd love to share with you.
0: You know, we often hear from families who will tell us that they just feel so overwhelmed because of the demands that are placed on them. They feel like they're constantly being pulled in so many different directions and spread thin, and they're spending time as a family, but they don't feel like it's quality time. They're not really connected and they wanna be more intentional. And we can certainly relate because we felt like that at one point in, in our family. And so we created a guide that allowed us to really be more confident around how we spend time as a family and what we say yes to and what we say no to. And it's just brought so much more peace into our home. It's made our lives so much more simple